Dave. Yup. Cheers. Amen. This is to being self-made, mm. doing things your own way, your own style, uh, and uh, being part of uh, our family. So cheers. Let's do cheers. It. Take me through from. You grew up in East Harlem. Yeah. So family. Mm -hmm. You you have a close family. Yeah. Uh, you're still with your parents. Mm -hmm. a, they've been married thirty plus years. Brother, my, my sisters. Mother, yeah, I got a little brother, older sister. Are they in music? Are they? Yeah, my brother's actually on tour with me. Yeah. He's opening. He, he got his own set every oh, night. How old is he? Arrow's twenty five. Yeah. Twenty five. Yeah. Do you feel a sense of responsibility for him? Yeah, I feel like um, I didn't have that. You get what I'm saying as far as trying to jump into the music? I didn't have like that older brother yeah. or that dude that could just be like, come on, come perform. Like He's performing in front of sold out crowds every night and he, he's just getting into the music. You know Does he saying? have his own style? Yeah, it's, we, we night and day. How did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> really? <laughs> we grew up in the same house, so we different. We, we, we got a lot of similarities, but me and him, we totally different. It's good though, it's yeah, a balance. It's, it's good, yeah. Uh, when did you know music was important for you? Um, I grew up playing ball. Like, I always loved music. Um, my dad always was playing music in my house. My mom always was playing music. Um, but with me, it was kind of, it became important to me once I knew I wasn't going to do the basketball thing no more. But I still wanted, like, all of the dreams of the different things I wanted to do if I would have made it to the NBA. I still had all them same aspirations. I still wanted to do all that same stuff. But I couldn't figure out what, like, nine to five would do that for me. You know what I mean? So I just was broke, like locked in, said, I'm gonna just do this music. Time period, when was this? This was like 22. Yeah. You, uh, were you in college then? Nah, I had just, I got put out, put out of school. I went to the um, University of Richmond for a year. Then I transferred to um, Towson University in Baltimore. I got kicked out. You were playing ball then? Yeah. I was on scholarship, both schools. Did you think you were gonna go pro? For sure. Like honestly, at that time, I kind of um, always in my heart and my mind, I felt like that. But I kind of seen what was happening. I was like, this ain't looking too good. Just as far as like uh, me and my coach, like a lot of the dudes that I was seeing get drafted and go on to that next level, they had wonderful relationships with their coaches. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't really have that. So me and my coach was clashing so much. It just my love for the game kind of faded. You know what I'm saying? I was. It was like more BS than enjoyment for me. And, yeah. and growing up playing ball was all fun. High school was all fun. So when I got to college, it became more of a business. And I mean, I, I kind of lost the love for it. Do you think, I'm just trying to equate the two, do you think music uh, being it's just you, mm -hmm. is that independence, meaning it's nobody else? It, it's nobody telling me how to do what I'm doing. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like with ball, it was, like I've always been a person that could um, take advice and constructive criticism, stuff like that. But if you're like trying to like dictate or tell me exactly, it's hard for me to move or really feel comfortable with the music is 100% me. Like I take, I get input and in different things from different people, but it's all coming from my brain. Everything from the, the, the beats to the, every word I'm saying is all, I don't so have nobody telling me nothing. When did that kick in? When did, is it just because you're listening to music and something happened yeah. and you just started um, I always loved it. Like, I always was writing. I mean, I've been writing rap since sixth grade, seventh grade. I've been in class, and the teacher thinking I'm taking notes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I remember having 
like uh, what they what's that called? Like parent teacher conferences where all the teachers sit around the table with yeah. your parent. Yeah. And all my teachers would say the same thing. He's very studious. He's he's <laughs> taking notes. I wasn't taking no notes. You know what I'm saying? I was writing all kind of rhymes, trying to remember Mace verse or Cameron or whoever I was listening to at the time, trying to recite they they lyrics. So I always had a love for it, but I was playing ball. So the ball always over totally like overshadowed that. Like my whole family was, oh yeah, he going to the NBA. That's all I heard from my uncles, my aunt. I had uncles telling me what car they wanted when I was 13. As soon as you get drafted, I want... What does that do to you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What did you think? It's like, damn, if I don't make it in this, I got the... Did, I you, got, feel, did you know what I got to move to like? Fiji. Like if I don't make it to the NBA, I got to move to Fiji, get away from everybody. Did you know, did you understand what pressure felt like? Did you feel pressure? Um, I just felt like, uh, my family was dependent on that as far as like nobody in my family never done nothing like big yeah. or you know what I mean like or really was like I, there's no movie stars in my yeah. family there's no NFL players in my family there's no NBA players there's no I, like I might have an honor too that might might have been a doctor something yeah. like that or like a nurse you know what I'm saying but I haven't had nobody in my family that really hit it big where we could like somebody that could really like change the landscape of the family so I felt like I felt bad when it didn't happen you know what I mean? Did you feel like you let them down? Yeah, totally. So I, I kind of like got low for a little bit. You know what I mean? I got, I just went, was going through from like 19 to 23, I went through a lot mentally. And I was, uh, I had a lot of pride. I was trying to like save face. I knew yeah. my mother and father put so much into me to go to school and to play ball. And I kind of like threw it away. You gave that up. I, gave, I mean, just, and, I, and it was thrown away because of my attitude. And, just me being young, hot-headed, not really wanting to hear the, the coaches at the time. Now when I look back on it, I'll be like, damn, I could have chilled. I could have heard what they what they had to say, you know what I mean? But the rap worked out, so I ain't really mad. Uh, when did you tell them music is important to you? This is something I want. Oh, I couldn't tell them that until, like, <laughs> I, I told, like, my mother always, like, my mother was my biggest fan. Like, I always said if I was like, it don't matter what I do, if I was robbing banks, my mom would be fine with that. I'll be hiding the money out, yeah, like you know what I'm saying? Like my mother, my that's my my rock. Yeah. But my dad is old school, and he don't know nothing about no rap, so he don't know rappers is out here getting millions and opening company. He don't he don't yeah. know that. So I had to get a deal. You know what I'm saying? I had to be doing shows and start showing him your pop look. What was the first thing that he respected and said something's going on? Um, I had a show at SOBs in New York, in New <laughs> yeah, York City. Yeah. And I told him, come. I said, yo, pop, come to the show so you can see how the city, how they reacting to me, you know what I'm saying? And that was like the beginning of like my shows starting to get real packed. People starting to know it word for word. I had merchandise out, so everybody how, had, how, how, When was this? It's like 2013, 2013, 14, going into 2014. I was doing SOBs a lot around that time. It's like right before Nas signed me. Yeah. Right before I did that deal. But, um, him and my mother was in the little SOB's got like a VIP area where you could sit down. Like he got the crowd, but then it's like chairs in the cut because my father's disabled. I said, he like, you sure, man? I ain't gonna be, I'm gonna be comfortable. I'm like, yeah, man, ain't nobody gonna touch you. you gonna Did you good. want them there? I wanted them there. I invited them out. So what happened at the show? Um, it was sold out. That was like my first sellout show. And that was like a coincidence. I didn't really know it was gonna do that. And he came and he seen it. He was like, man, they love you. You know what I'm saying? He really was able to see what I had created as far, cause I would tell him I'm rapping, but he was like, he always would want to know, am I getting paid? That's my father whole, no matter what I was doing, you getting paid, they paying you to do yeah. that? Are you, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I had to really explain to him, like, yo pop, I gotta 
sacrifice a few years of getting my name known and networking and meeting people before I'm gonna get paid. He's like, you, you sure you wanna do that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, this is, this is what I wanna do. So once he realized that he's seeing a whole venue full of different races and different people chanting my name word for word, it, then he, he believed it, you know what I mean? And then I did my deal, got him a new house, new car, and then he, he saw, like, this is what- Something's happening. This is what rap has done, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, he, he's my biggest fan. Man. Do you remember when you had uh, your first somebody record saying that's Dave East? That's go up to you, ask for your autograph. Uh, honestly, that 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 once that started, it was like a blur, because it went from nobody asking that for nothing. That quickly? Yeah, it was a blur. So I feel like one week I was living in the projects, like literally. You know what I'm saying? And I was trying to get my music. I was like, a lot of my music was on like um, Shade 45, Sirius. Like I hadn't got on Hot 97 yet. I wasn't on Power 105. I wasn't on none of them stations yet. And um, Nas went on Angie Martinez's show and said my name. And then after that, it would have been a blur. He heard you. Yeah, through Had you had met jungle. him yet? Nah. When he said my name, I never met him. Did I know, I know Jungle, his brother. Did, were you listening at the time or someone told you about it? I heard about it, and then uh, like anytime anybody, I guess all the interviews they go on World Star. As soon as they do the interview, yeah. By the next morning, it's up on World Star. But when I got back to my block, everybody was like, "Yo, nah, I said your name on the radio. Like, what's what's up with that? Like, I'm like, nah, why would he shout me out? Like, I had no idea about because the last conversation I even had about Nas, I was talking to his brother, just telling him like, "Yo, tell him to listen to this." Like, I was just trying to get Jungle to put Nas onto it. Nas went on Angie Martinez's show. Um, she asked him, like, what you what you got coming up? And he just he shouted me out, you know what I mean? What do you think your style is? So your style of music? Um, my style is just, I feel like it's real. I feel like it's, I, I, my music is like, my like it's the same way I am in, in real life. I feel like I wear my emotions a lot on my sleeve. So a lot of my music is, is right to the point, you know what I mean? But it's, I feel like it's, it kind of come from a dog place, but it's so relatable, just as far as life go. I mean, I feel like the, the, the kid in college can listen to my music and, and take something from it. The kid who who dad is locked up or whatever. You know what I mean, like all walks of life, I feel like you could you could take something from my music. I think I'm not. Uh, I'm in the liquor business, mm -hmm. but when I listen to your music, your storytelling. Yeah. It's this vivid yeah. detail. Mm -hmm. It's as if you remembered. Everything. Yeah. Do you sense that? Yeah. I, with me, you know what it is? Like, I think people tell me that all the time. Like, yo, you, you can tell stories good. Like, but I, um, like, I'm a big documentary head. Like, I love documentaries more than movies. Like, I really like the real breakdown of how stuff happened. And, like, I always been like that since a kid. And then once I got into rap, my favorite rappers was Biggie. Nas, like, and they, them dudes was telling stories, so that's what was kind of programmed in my head already from a, from a child. So, um, at first I was just rap, I wanted to rap about money, and cars, and, you know what I mean, clothes, girls, stuff like that, and I still sprinkle that in there, but, um, I did a record called Numb, and that, like, somebody got my lyrics from the hook tattooed on them. I was like, damn, like this music is powerful. So from, from that point on, I said, I'm gonna I'm a really speak on real life stories, like stories that me and my homies be talking about. I just put it on wax, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why it's so detailed. Cause I would, I'm actually there. Like I was, I'm not taking a story from somebody or, 
And even if I wasn't actually there, it was my best friend or it was my brother, it was my cousin. Like where I was like right Can there to see what happened. remember all the lyrics? Because there's so many words to your songs. It's, it's, it's a, a story. Lot. It's a, a lot. lot to... Honestly, with them stories like that, like uh, like Keisha, I found Keisha, like them records like that, I got to just sit and zone out to yeah. it again. You know? I mean, it's, it's my music, so I could definitely recite it, but I, I'm not in the same space recording those songs as I'm in trying to make like a club record. Yeah. Club record is quick, fun, you know what I mean? Them songs like that, all the lights off, I'm in another who, who song. Who was the first person uh, you did a collab with? A well-known person? Uh, that really had like a name? Smoke Dizzle. Okay. From Harlem. How did that my, happen? My guy Smoke. Um, through, through just mutual friends, you know what I mean? Mutual homies. And uh, I was so excited. Shouts to Smoke. I was so excited because uh, at that time he was really working heavy with like Currency, Wiz. He was on tour with them guys, and that's before me and I knew Wiz and and, and Currency or any of them. And uh, he kind of reached out. We kind of reached out to each other, but he was just letting me know like, "Yo, I see what you're doing." Yeah. So that kind of let me know like, "All right, if he see what I'm doing, maybe Wiz see what I'm yeah. doing. Maybe you know what I mean." So that was just like a first. All right, I'm, I'm I'm moving in the right direction. Are you still in awe of the fact that people? Yeah, it bugged me out every day. Like someone, every, someone big wants to. Every day, to the, to this day, I'm st it still bugs me that Nas did what he did with me. You know what I'm saying? And that's four years ago. Well, what happened there for him signing you? He um, he had the Mass Appeal label. Yeah. Uh, he let me know that the first time we spoke on the phone, because I still like Jungle was the first time I heard about it. Jungle was like, "Yo, my brother is feeling you." I'm like, yeah, brother. I thought he had another brother. I'm like, it can't be nice. Like, he like, nah, my brother's feeling you. <laughs> he be watching your videos on YouTube. And at this point, I got like little hood videos. Like, I ain't really working with no top directors or nothing like that yet. So I'm like, he watching my videos on YouTube. What videos is he watching? Like, all my videos is regular. Like, you know what I'm saying? He like, nah, he's really a fan. He like what you're doing. Like, I, I kind of brushed it off. And then um, his manager, Ant, called me like a, a week or two after that. I got a, a call from a, a California number. And mind you, at this time, I'm thirsty. So I'm like, the natural me, I don't pick up no number if I don't know it. But at this time, I'm like, man, this could be anybody. Sure. I don't, know, yeah, who this, I don't sure. know who this could be at this point. So I'm thirsty. I pick it up, he like, yeah, is this Dave? I'm like, yeah, who this? Told me who he was, told me he managed Nas or whatever. And he was like, yo, man, Nas loves you, this, that, and the third. I'm like, yeah, I heard that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, what's, 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 what we gonna do? What, what, what does he wanna do? He was like, well, he's coming to the city. Uh, I think Nas was coming like the next week. He had the um, the Illmatic documentary. He was running around showing that. And it was at the MoMA, I think. That's where I first met him at. Um, Museum of Modern Art in Manhattan. But he invited me. I, I finally got him Why on the there? Phone. That's where he was having it. Yeah. That's where he had the Illmatic thing. So that's where I met him. He invited me to that. I met him, when I first met him, I met him on the red carpet. He was taking pictures for his, his event. You know what I mean? And he was, uh, in the middle of, in the midst of him taking pics, I'm like standing behind him. In the midst of him taking pics, he keep like telling me like, yo, man, you gotta get in the studio. We gotta love what you're doing, shorty. We gotta get in the studio. And I'm sitting there in awe, like, first of all, I'm in pictures with Nas, it's and nice. he telling me yeah. he can't wait to get in the studio with me. So that was like a uh that get that was a different confidence booster for me. That yeah. was like, all right, I'm I might just be that dude I thought I was. I mean, if he's saying it, it gotta be real. Is he the first person to be in your corner in the music industry? Uh, a rapper. Yeah. Yeah. Before him, it was um, Kevin Durant. He's KD. been a big supporter. Yeah. Since, yeah. But I, you know, we played ball together and since like 10th grade, 11th grade. So me and Kevin was like tight before I was even 
rapping. So once he saw I was rapping, he liked to make beats. So once he saw I was rapping, he got behind it. You know what I mean? You think that helped? Yeah. Early on, early, early on it did. Yeah. He was with me probably my first two mixtapes. Me and Kevin was really dealing with each other heavy. Like his first year at OK, in OKC and all that. But then um, I just didn't want to like, I always want to do my own thing. I mean, I could have probably went lived with Kevin Durant or whatever, like, you know what I mean? But I was like, damn, like, that's the first time I drove a Maybach was with Kevin. Like, yeah. he, I'm telling him I wanted to smoke or whatever. He don't smoke. I'm like, yo, I need to go to the 7-Eleven. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. take the car. I'm like, take the car. It's a Maybach outside. But um, he, he, Kevin showed me how life could get nice. Like, he, he was the first person I seen. Oh, all right, this is how I should be. This is how people live. Okay. And I knew him from not having nothing. Kevin yeah. was broke and, you know what I mean? He was with his mom. Did like, you ever think, I uh, get the basketball side and deciding I'm not, I can't take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. Was there ever that moment in music? Yeah. Right before I had my daughter, I, um, I, was, I was talking with my boy and I was like, yo man, I don't know, this ain't really, it, I just wasn't making no money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really was broke. And I was like, I was so invested in not doing nothing in the streets. Cause I didn't want to make it with rap, and then something from the street called me back, or I get caught up with something that I did. So I really was broke. Like I went, I stopped doing anything I was doing on out in the street tip just to do music. You get what I'm saying? I was yeah. trying to find people to let me come record in their studio. I didn't have money to pay for the studio. I was finding dudes with cameras to do videos. I had money to pay them. So that was a, a scary point, cause it was like really based on people that just. Either A had nothing to do <laughs> and they just was all they right. Were willing to, yeah. You know what I mean? Or B, they they something in me, they they felt, alright, I'ma rock with you. And then it, it it actually worked, you know what I'm saying? But that it was a, that was a scary little point. What do you think the next level is for you? Next level, uh when you talk internally, whether it's your your it could be your mom, it could be your dad, it could uh -huh. be your it could be profit, it could be your your crew. Yeah. We gotta do this. We gotta get to this point. Yeah. Um, next level for me, honestly, is uh, like this year, like I, I told the gang, like I never been into investments. I never been into um, real estate. I never been into things that, that um, will build my brand and my, my, my family more than anything. Taking money to make money. Besides the rap, you get yeah. what I'm saying? Like I never, I always was like, all right, I'm about to make that. I'm gonna go buy this. You know what I mean? Like that's how I was, now it's more like, all right, I'm, about to make, I'm gonna make that. Let me open this up. Let me yeah. try to. So, and with that being said, I can involve my family more. You know I mean, I can have my mom running something. I can have my dad running something. I can have my brother running something. Where it's not just uh, me rapping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've took the rap and turned it into an empire. Do, do you look at other people and say, I want to be like this guy? Yeah, I, I take stuff from certain people. Like who? Who, uh, who do you look, who do you say, this is the guy who's doing it right? Nipsey. I love, I love yeah. the way Nip move. Uh, me and Nip talk a lot about everything. We come from the same, street culture, all of that, you know what I mean? So to see what he doing is is, is dope because uh, I feel like we, and when I say we, we I'm speaking for just uh, just a lot of uh, minorities and, and ghettos, you know what I mean? I feel like we was the kids that your mom ain't want you hanging out with us or the teachers ain't think we was going. So to be owning all the type of different companies and um, have different endorsements and own clothing stores and that's like, it wasn't it wasn't written for that to happen like that, you know what I mean? So that's somebody I really that's like young. You get what I mean? Like a lot of dudes is older, 
I get advice from them and I watch how they move, but I can't really relate to Jay-Z. He's like out of here, mm -hmm. feel me? I can relate to Nip, I can talk to Nip, I could see how he move and, and just pick up on game from his moves, you get what I mean? So I really salute what he brings to the culture because it ain't, with him it's more of a, um, like you said, how you started it, he do it his own way. Same way I want to do it. We were talking earlier on, on my team side about you today and uh, the idea of how you, your music versus pop. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel the pressure to be more mainstream? Uh, you know when I feel it? In the club. Like if I'm out in the club drunk, you know what I mean? And I'm hearing all these other songs yeah. or whatever and not playing those storytelling records in the, yeah. <laughs> in the club. But I get the same love, you know what I mean? I get these people run up on me like they run up on Amigos. Like the same way, the same way it, the excitement for that lane is an excitement for what I'm doing because it's something that's, I feel like what I'm doing is rare in today's speed of hip hop. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like the average, the attention span is, is, is not long enough to really get in tune with a lot of stuff I be saying. You know what I mean? People are so quick, new mixtape, new drug, new mixtape, new drugs, it's a lot. So. To really sit down and, and hear out a whole project of somebody breaking down detailed parts of their life and all, that'd be a lot. A lot of people just want to turn up, you know what I mean, or, or something that they can repeat. You know what I mean? That's how them, that's how, the, I, I just see the game going that way, you get what I mean? But it's always a lane for real. I feel like uh, them from nothing to something stories is going to always uh, catch people. You know what I mean? Because people want to, they always gonna want to know how'd you do it? How did that happen? How did you go from, it's still dudes in my hood that, that, be, that can't oh, imagine can, what happened. But I, I can also see so many people who, taking ball for example, yeah. who think they can make it, yeah. uh, trying to get rude, to. That's a rude awakening. Correct. My father told me that. He says nothing in life gonna hurt you more than that ball. He told me that as a kid. And, and to this day, no girl, no fallout with no friend, nothing hurt me more. I mean, the, the loss of my cousin, of course, but nothing like really where I was like hurt than basketball. Like once I knew that was over with, I was like, damn, you know, like I didn't put 20 years into this for nothing. Just to, now I can talk about it. I tell stories that I used to hoop, but at that, at that point, I thought I was gonna lose my mind. Like, I'm not gonna play ball no more. But I just took that energy and was really able to put it in the music in a positive way. And I learned so quick with the rap, you know what I mean? Like I was able to, you can hear my growth in each mixtape. Each project I put out, you can hear how I'm, how, like I used to go back and watch game film. Like I watched how I was hitting certain corners or how I was playing, I would go watch my own film. I do the same with my music. I, I sit and listen to my tapes. Damn, I could have said that a little harder, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or I could have, could have rapped that a little. Like I always go back and just, I'm my biggest critic for all my own stuff. So a lot of times when people be criticizing me, I already feel that way. Do you think consciously, how do I expand my audience? Or no? Yeah, because I'm a, I'm a street, I'm, it's, it's coming from a street perspective. And I know a, a lot of people want to hear that, but a lot of people don't want to hear that. You know what I mean? Everybody can't relate to the street. So the, the, the college professor that grew up in suburbia, he may be a Davies fan, but he really can't relate to the street. So I got to find ways to talk to him. I can't talk to him like I talk to the homie. You know what I mean? I gotta, I what can I what can I speak on where he gonna feel it? Just like homie on the block gonna feel it. So that just be my own research and just current events and just life. You know what I mean? I just get indulged with certain stuff. Where next, I can talk to everybody. Next album when? Uh, I want to say fall. 
When are you gonna, where are you producing it? I'm gonna do the, the, the majority of the recording in Hawaii. I'm gonna do something I never did before. I, I, I recorded the majority of my music in New York City. I did Paranoia in LA. Um, but everything else I did was in New York. I recorded in Baltimore a little while. But I feel like Hawaii is gonna just, um, nobody can get to me. Yeah. Nobody can pull up on me at the studio. <laughs> I mean, like whoever's there is because I want them there. So collaborations? For the album? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got some, I got some, some collabs that I'm putting together and some that I, I, I would like to see happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I definitely want to work with um, Erica Badu with my album. Nas is executive producing it. Um, it's gonna be uh, majority produced by No ID. So I'm um, I'm excited to just to get with them guys. You know what I mean? And really just sit in the room and create. You know, what I, mean? I never really did that. I've always worked like with people just emailing me beats. I go smoke up or whatever, zone out, and then I make the music. But I've never really sat with a producer and like custom, like really customize my own music. Like nah, put that snare there and put that piano key there. I haven't, I haven't customized my own music. So I feel like for the debut album, that's that's gonna be um, that's gonna be fun. And people gonna hit me in another light. Like a lot of stories I've I've touched on, I'ma really touch on them. Like for real, for real. Well, Dave, you are uh, self-made means many things. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, it means with you, you're an individual. Mm -hmm. No one else is like you. Mm -hmm. You're cutting your own path, mm -hmm. and uh, for that, cheers, my man. To the next ten years, to you. Thank you, man. Thank you.